Hey, what's good, people? This is Sports Debate Tuesday. That man's Rob McLean. The episode starts. Buckle up, people. Buckle up. The episode starts right now. What up, people? Gotta gotta give the people what they want. Gotta give the people what they want. Along with my man, Rob. Keep it. McLean. McLean. (laughs) I'm Jason DeBiss. I'm your host with the most. What's good, Rob? How are you, man? How was your weekend? It was good, man. Good. Productive. Productive weekend. Productive weekend. As a a hard worker that you are as a coach and as an active player, but also a great weekend as a football fan. Your G-men are now 4-1. I think they're in the first place tie with Dallas and Dallas holding the um, Cowboys holding the tiebreaker. They actually look pretty good, too. I got to give them that. A lot to discuss today, man. We got our NFL pick six. We got... um, Little bit of um, UFC to, to discuss. We get we want to talk about Kamzat Shamayev, man, because uh, la- the last time we did this was a minute ago, right? And we and he was he was in the news back then for winning, and there he is now. But Rob, first things first. Sometimes you hear rumors about locker room scuffles and behind the scenes brawls. And, and one of our favorite sports, MMA, it happens more often than not. From getting knocked out while sparring to pretty much any time Conor McGregor stays out past 1 o'clock in the morning. Or when Nate Diaz teams travels in the pack. What could possibly go wrong? It's become com- common, however, still inappropriate. But there's nothing in the world, Rob, like videotape to give you a full appreciation of the animation of how real and in your face these things can be. Enter the NBA. Enter the Golden State Warriors. Enter Draymond Green. In leaked video, Green was shown in an altercation in practice with his teammate Jordan Poole, ending with Green throwing a punch that looked like a Street Fighter finishing move. Choyukun! Um, or finish him! Um, he, he has since then apologized for the incident. Believable. And will take some time from the, away from the team. So, Rob, the question is, what was your first take when you heard this? And what are, what are your thoughts now that the dust has um, supposedly settled? Wink, wink. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm pretty conflicted on this. Um, uh, you know, on one side of the coin, you know, as a coach, as a player, as myself, you know, I understand how, you know, things get pretty heated and, you know, you know, in a, in a game situation, let's say, or, you know, you know, you're trying to compete for something that that's very important. You know, you kind of maybe do things maybe you wouldn't do in a normal situation to, you know, have that memory, that lasting memory, you know, stick. So I understand from that, from that standpoint. Um, I also understand from just the pure competitive standpoint, sometimes you do things you might not, you know, you wouldn't logically do if you had the time to think about it. But, um, this situation is a lot different, not only because Draymond Green's a repeat offender um, in egregious um, physical contact, we'll just call it. Um, but, you know, I'm not saying he's not a great player, but I think this there's becoming a time where he's now, uh, you know, getting worse as a player and not giving as much uh, on the court as he as he would before. So a lot more of these things are coming up and being a little bit more detrimental to him and the team as opposed to where it was before. Um, But when I first saw this, you know, I would think, oh, you know, it happens all the time. It's pro, you know, pro basketball, you know, it's that next level or it's pro anything, you know, it's that next level, you know, some things are kind of let go, some things aren't. Um, And obviously, you know, when you don't, when you don't see it, you know, you can kind of excuse it a bit more. Um, But even not seeing it, you know, because then, of, of course, we saw the video and it's just when you see something that, that like that vicious. I mean, again, he probably got off from it. They're probably, they're both alive, you know, not, no, no crazy injuries, you know, but it's just going to that point. You know, what brought that person to that point? Um, I heard another interesting take on it. Like, you don't know what was said. You know, you don't know what provoked that, you know. But again, we're grown men and this is what's getting back to. Uh, we have decisions that we that we can make, you know, and saying in the heat of the moment is only excusable at a certain point. Like if you're going to, if you're going to condone 
you know, physical responses um, to emotional situations, then you're a child, you know, and you can't control yourself. And so you're, you should get treated as such um, with less responsibility. So, yeah, I'm very conflicted because I, I'm a big Draymond Green fan. I, I'm a big too. proponent of, you know, putting anything, you know, putting every everything you have to the game. And, and I'm a big proponent of the underdog, you know, doing what they have to do uh, to, 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 you know, be successful. But in this instance, and I don't know how many other instances there were that maybe I support him or maybe I shouldn't have, but in this instance, uh, it's it's – way too far in that it was at practice it wasn't even in a drill per se you know they were standing around and no one was even really breathing that heavy so it wasn't like they were you know not thinking logical thoughts um so again it goes back to what was said but regardless we're grown men we're they are the pinnacle of our society, I hate to say it, or, you know, it is what it is, but they're the pinnacle of our society. This is what kids look up to. These are what adults look up to, 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 um, to, to see if their actions are okay, you know? Um, and so I get the whole apology, but if it, if it really meant that much, why apologize? Why not call out what it was? So there's just a lot of like, kind of bs there's a lot of draymond green talking about he might not be there next year now um i think it's just you know it, it, i think it's terrible um i think it's definitely worse that the video came out but it's, it's pretty crazy that we're, we're saying all this now it's like it wouldn't have been so bad if the video didn't come out but now that the video come out oh are we gonna over police it i mean it's crazy like no grown man should put their hands on another dude in, in in terms of, I mean, I, I don't want to go too far with this, but, you know, it's just, that could be assault, <laughs> you know, yeah. at the and, end of the day. And it should be. It should be. And, yeah. and if nobody presses charges, okay. But, like, that's where it should be taken first. And I'm not trying to be, like, a softie about it. Yeah, we'll get in a fight with somebody. Like, it's it's whatever. But at the end of the day, like, that was kind of a sucker punch. That yeah. was kind of like, that wasn't an altercation. You know, that was like a... Nobody really threw it. I thought anybody was going to throw punches, and then somebody got – it looked like he got knocked out. It looked like he dropped. It looked like he, you know, lost his footing for a second. You know what I mean? Like, he got hit. So, yeah, that's possible concussion. That's – I mean, Draymond Green's a big dude. He got Jordan Superman punched, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, full body weight. So, that's just crazy. I think you were on the something. I think I was something. uh, I was on the something one in the opening diatribe about this thing, right? Like, you hear about an altercation in practice. You read about it, no biggie, right? You see a video on it, you're like, oh, my God, right? Remember the Ray Rice thing? You know what I'm saying? He got this domestic dispute or whatever. He was he was getting ready to play football for the Ravens. He was getting ready for his preseason, getting ready for training camp, and then that video comes out, and everybody's like, oh, my goodness, Rob McLean. Oh, my goodness. So my first take, I see this video, and obviously there's an exchange going on. And my first take, my first thought before I got all the facts was I thought it was Draymond, who I'm a big fan of. We're both a big fans of. Who's not a fan of this guy that's just out there on the floor, not taking plays off, you know, calling out his teammate who take his teammates who take plays off, uh, um, resulting in three rings. So... But my initial thought was Draymond has a little bit of Rampage Jackson in him. For, for, um, Rampage Jackson, an, an M, M, F, M, former MMA fighter, former UFC fighter, and pride fighter, where he can dish it but can't take it. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll tell jokes about you, but tell jokes about him. It, you know, it, it's like it's personal. All of a sudden, you, you're the one who's gone too far. And that's what I kind of saw. I saw this dude kind of giving it to him or, or giving it back to him. I don't know who started that. I mean, we'll never know. But then him walking up. but And the way he walked up and alpha the dude, right? Like chest to chest? Mm. Like Robbie, like chest to chest? Like trying to alpha the dude. The guy had no no choice but to push him away. So it was, yeah. the whole physical thing was instigated. 
because either he gets alpha on and cowers away in front of with everybody watching and and these are elite athletes the testosterone's flying man ain't nobody you know like not even steve kerr would let jordan get away with that you know uh, an incident right. we hear about and we laugh about because now him and jordan are friends but I, I, imagine if a video of that came out right <laughs> so you know but yeah. who by the way guys steve kerr is the head coach People that don't don't follow basketball happens to be the head coach who knows a thing or two about um like practice scuffles. So that was my first take. He tried to bully him. He tried to alpha him, and and when the guy wasn't when the guy didn't succumb to that, he got decked. Um, now, and on, and on your first take, you're like, dude, there's no excuse for that. You only got him outweighed by 35 pounds. You got him outweighed by four or five inches in height. You know. Right. You got you got a longer reach. That's that's almost de facto bullying, right? And you're older. You're yeah. more mature. You have like experience, yeah. maybe in these situations more than somebody else might. But it's still so damn, that was bro. my first take. But then my second take, um, like neither one of us are terribly violent people, but we I I know you long enough, and you know me long enough, where we have a short list of things that are fighting words, <laughs> right? Sure. Talk about my family. I'm not gonna wait for you to take the first hit. I mean, you're gonna catch a three piece on a soda, and I don't care if I don't care if there's a three camera set. You know, worthy of covering this podcast season, um, right? You, they, they they mess with your family. That's a problem. They, yeah, you know, they're like, oh, you want me to hit you first? Don't bother. Pop, pop, pop. So, so, I like that he apologized. And when I saw the apology, it was authentic because I don't really see Draymond Green do or say anything that does, doesn't seem authentic. Now, when you apologize, it's because you think you did something wrong. And he, he, he believes he did something wrong because when you start worried about what your mama sees about you, what your mama sees, right? His own mama, uh, the, that's this guy's family, them seeing that. All of a sudden, it's like, dude, how would they feel? You know, yeah, all of a sudden, you're like Kanye apologizing, you know? <laughs> so, so, they, what, they said he's taking some time away from the team, right? But I, I think that was yeah. more of a, an, an, an in-house suspension. And, and you know, the NBA is kind of waiting for them to see if they do something in-house. So the NBA doesn't have to do anything, right? So the NBA right. got left off the hook, got let off the hook on this one. And, and I don't. I don't really see this going any further until the end of the year, until, like you said, until he's not producing like Draymond. Right. Something you, stum- you mean, stumbled on is something very interesting. If he's producing, there are a lot of things you could tolerate, and he's, and he's not. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's that's the deal. That's the deal. I mean, that's with all sports, man. It's and it's, uh, there's a lot of situations in uh, even football and basketball where there's the domestic violence, like you're talking about with the Ray Rice. Where that looks, it looks a lot worse yeah. on camera than it is. On, but why does it have to be that? You know, I, it's it's hard because you know you have the, you know the the legitimacy issue, you know that that comes up whether mm-hmm. it's true or it's false. Um, but yeah, it's just pretty terrible. I think that it just goes on our professional athletes treating their jobs like their yeah. pieces of society and not just you know. It's just sad they didn't see it coming. Get out. Like, we're both MMA fans. If you get knocked out during sparring, right? Like, if sparring gets a little bit heated and people are punching a little too hard when you're supposed to do light sparring, sometimes that gets out of control. And you, and, and to you and me, you're not even supposed to do that. Like, if you're sparring, you're supposed to help someone f- prepare for a fight. You ain't trying to get all hostile with him. It's his fight coming up. You're supposed to be helping him. So, like, you and me, we don't even like that in a sport where you're licensed to, to throw a punch at somebody you're you're you have full authorization <laughs> by the government in the united states so yeah I, I don't know i hope he's i hope i just hope no one talks about it anymore i think the two of them just wanted to go away i just don't see how many ways that could that could be your teammate uh, but then again, I'm not a basketball guy. My, my, you know, my wheelhouse is entirely different. And Steve Kerr and Jordan got along uh, after, after their incident, and they won three rings. You know, and they and they seem to sleep, to be chill with each other. So um, I'm just gonna categorize my first take with what do I know? No, <laughs> all right, what do I know? I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. So, but fun to talk about. First topic, right? It's the elephant in the room. We couldn't ignore yeah. it. It would be it would be podcast malpractice not to address it. So glad I got your take on that. So let's bring us the to topic too. All right. 
Uh, bring us to the UFC. We got a small event coming up this week, but we got a big pay per view next week. Once again, I want to talk about that later. There's like two two titles on the line, like TJ and Aljamain. Um, man, you got some. We got some stuff coming up, man. But yes, for this do. one, let's talk about our welterweight. Let's talk about Kamzat Chamayov, right? Russian Russian fighter. Um, li lives in the Middle East or something like that. I think devout. I, I wouldn't say a devout Muslim. I mean that dude. That dude put he he knows crazy, not karate, right? So he's the hottest product in the UFC right now. He's twelve and zero, and he's six and zero in the UFC. Uh, four of his wins in the UFC came in the first round and first round finishes, and three of them his opposition. Three of his his fighters threw it through a total of one punch, one punch against him in three in three of those fights. Uh, but we know more than anyone, the higher the, that you climb the ladder, the harder it is to keep winning. Now, never mind getting finishes. The fun question of the week, Rob, which give me three fighters that we believe can derail the Kamzat hype train. Yeah, so, uh, you know, now how everything's shaped out, I, I, I feel like, Obviously, Leon Edwards is, is what, what he's going to be going for. You know, that's mm -hmm. uh, what he would think an easy title fight. Um, that would compared be the easiest scenario what, between the other three, right? Yeah. Between Usman and, yeah, and even Colby. Um, I would love to see a Colby fight, but I don't think there's any reason that, that Cosmot would uh, um, yeah, fight Colby for no reason. You know, it's just not really a, a smart idea. But again, he's a dude that would just take a fight to take a fight. And I know everybody likes to clock Kobe. So I think that would be really fun to watch, honestly. Really dude, I'm looking much. I hope they do that because they that, want to fight each other. Saying. Yeah. And they be talking. And that's why I'm like, that's that that's something that Cosmo would actually do because um, he, he just likes to shut people up, which is dope. You know, he's, he's putting a resume out there. Um, yeah, I think that. So you got he, Leon? Leon, Leon and, and Usman, you know, whichever if because, you know, if Usman gets the rematch of Leon, he's got to wait. So um, but the other I was going to say is because he's doing uh, two different weight classes, too. So he could go to a different weight class and maybe compete like Marlon Barra is doing, um, you know, a, a, a Michael Chandler or, you know, an Oliveira or an Islam uh, Maklashev fight, I think. That would probably be some of my the areas where I think he might lose. They'd have where, to move up. They'd have yeah, to move but up I mean, because he he has a hard time making one seventy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. he he'd be able to do that. You know, that's what I mean. though. he's he's trying to fight between two weight classes. So yeah, no, but I mean Chandler we'll would have to move up. I mean, yeah, Chandler's lightweight now. Yeah, so he's one fifty five. Com shot com side is um one seventy. So he would yeah. Oh, did I go the wrong one. Yeah, oh, that's either right. way. No, nice. it'd be fun. It would be awesome. I like I like your but third. But yeah, pick. definitely Usman and and uh, and, uh, and uh and Leon. That's that's he's got to stay at the top, go straight up from there. But I love Kobe. That would be a fun one, fun one to see. Yeah, I like that you mentioned Chandler because Chandler has like you know like wrestlers have like the, the this freakish strength in mixed martial arts, and sometimes even if they fight a weight class above them, they still have that that forward pressure. It's true. So comes out has got pretty very good striking and and superior wrestling. A lot of the guys he just took down, like you, um, I forgot this dude Kevin Holland. You know, he mm -hmm. did like the little fake glove Brand tap. Dalton. I didn't like that little fake glove tap, and then took him down and scored the submission without even having to throw a strike. But so let me go through my list. But I wanted to highlight Chandler because Chandler looks like a big, big 155 that could probably fight 170. And, you know, and good luck taking that guy down. Right. I mean, how many, uh, you know, between him and Gaethje, that's, that, that's those are two hard dudes. So my number three person is Leon Edwards. Stylistically, it's 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 Kamshat's Kamshat's best. Um, it's his best path to the title. I think Leon Edwards has really, really good hands, and I think he surprised us all with his versatility and also his ability to take other people down like he did in the title match against Usman. That surprised all of us. He's like, wait, what? You know, wait, Edwards is the one that scored the touch, the takedown? But I feel like everything Edwards does, I think Kamzat does a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, and a little bit bigger. So, But that that he's the champion of the world, and if he knocked out Usman, he could head kick Kamzat. That, that thing would have dropped a truck. Because I never in my wildest dreams would thought that, that Usman would ever get dropped by anything. He just, we've seen him get hit and he just eats it, you know? So, which gives me to my second uh, person, which is Kamaru Usman. Because for all the same reasons I thought Kamzat could beat 
Edwards is all the same reason that I think Usman could beat Kamzat. I think he's stronger. Like, um, right, uh, Chamayev is stronger. It's strong, but Usman is stronger. He's fast, but Usman's faster. Uh, Usman hits hard. I mean, um, Chamayev hits hard, but I think Usman hits harder. So he does every. I think he does everything half a level better. Their gas tank, I, I call it a wash, though I do, I do, I haven't seen a big sample size of Chamayev's gas tank. He's always had early finishes, though he did have that three-rounder with against um, Burns, which I thought Burns mm-hmm. won that, but I, I, I guess like the NBA, what do I know, right? Mm-hmm. So um, my third person is, hands down, Kobe Covington. He's been insulting him. He said he's like his parents called him Cam Shot. <laughs> That's their first name. I'm saying it nicely uh, for the podcast. He says his mom was dumb enough to name him that, right? So... He's already through, you know, drew a line in the sand. So you got Kobe that wants to fight him. Kobe right now is the the gatekeeper until the the rematch. Let's have this this match between them, and then whoever wins is a you can't deny either one of us a title shot. And boom. So so my number one um, shot at beating him is the guy I think he most likely would fight next because I think Kamara des- des- deserves a rematch. I think they had him in the list of the pound for pound pound greats, and you don't give pound for pound greats no rematch. You got to give him a rematch. So, those are my three. You know, got got. Yeah, I like Got at some point I just want to look up who was fighting because I totally forgot. I had him all in my head, my little photo, my little photographic memory, and I forgot. But there's an event coming up this week, uh, a female main event that I don't really mm. know about. I mean. And um, next week, there's two titles on the line. And I think, um, actually, I owe it to myself as I'm talking. Because 170 is not the only division that's that's killing it right now, right? Like 155, even without Khabib Namagomedov. You know, Tony Ferguson. I, I don't know. What do you think of Tony right now? Is, is, is Retire. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sad because he was that close, you know? He was that close. You ain't he that was the, close. He was the if interim. You, if you if you can't fight Khabib five different times yeah. for whatever reason. So it's, so this weekend's Grasso against Arujo. Um, it's just retired. And Cub Swanson's also fighting. He's fighting Martinez. But next weekend, the 22nd, Charles Oliveira against Islam Makachev. We're going to do a pick six yes. on that because all the matches are good. You got Aljamain right. Sterling against Dillashaw. You got Sean O'Malley, step up. Peter Yan. What? Hey, what? That's big time. What? <laughs> that's big time. Yeah. Uh, Gamrod against Benil Dariush. Um, Chuk again against Fiora. Fioro. Bilal Muhammad against Sean Brady. Sean Brady, who's been killing it, is going against Bilal Muhammad. So all of these going to be really, really good matches, dude. So, all right. So no, let's... it's all, all good prospects. Nah, for sure. So let's go to our NFL pick six. Rob, Bobby McGee, you were four and two last week. I was three and three. But the big difference between us was you picked the G-Men to beat Green Bay. I just, I didn't see. It's weird because sometimes I say I lost because I didn't see a path. I did see a path, and I picked Green Bay anyway. Remember, I said the the Giants give give Aaron Rodgers the willy. They make they make him tap dance in the pocket, dude. Hey, man, we were down 10-0 in the first, 17-0 in the second, so I, I'm still surprised yeah. we won that game. Because you don't think but... the Giants have the offense to storm back with, from, like, 17, right? You're like, that's not that's not no. that team that comes back from that. No, we have the offense. We don't have the offensive line to do that. Right. Right? But but they started to figure out some stuff. I'm really I'm really happy for, for Brian Dable and, 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 and what the Giants are doing, Mike Kafka and the guys, because they're doing fantastic. I mean, the defense is looking different, yes, but it looks great. It looks yeah. really good. Hey, they're in good shape, man. They're in good shape. I'm yeah. looking forward to them playing. Happy. Looking forward to them playing, you know, some of these teams in the NFC again, right? So, um, which goes to our pick six. So, let's go the first on our pick six as I go through my paperwork. This is backwards <laughs> my paperwork is backwards so the first game we have the patriots visiting the cleveland browns rob who you got the patriots skunked the team last weekend i know they won though. so they won <laughs> they shut out the lions 
Yeah, and the Lions were uh, – and they said it too. They one of the best offenses in the league. They just couldn't stop anybody. But to get to shut out that team, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, with that third-string quarterback. <laughs> with their third-string quarterback, who they're probably going to have again this, this game, and it's not going to be as good for them because it's going to have teams game planning against them. But I think the same thing is true with the Patriots. It's the same thing that's true with um, the, the Cowboys. You know, simplifying your offense – working through your run game and your offensive line and allowing your quarterback to capitalize on some play action. That is a time, the time tested, easy, perfect little system. That's going to work for anybody. Right. And a team has to stop that. Right. And if they can't stop any left, right, inside, outside, they can't stop the run. They're going to lose. And I think that's, what I see from the Patriots is a, is a, is a Patriots of old team, right? Yeah. A quarterback yes. who's not going to turn the ball over. They're going to run the ball down your throat, and they're going to play some great defense. And that I'm not going to go and pick against, especially over a Browns team who is being led by Jacoby Brissett, who has Miles Garrett, who, who, who may be, may not be in. I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Patriots as well, Rob. Um I Bailey Zappi, what the hell, that's his name or whatever. It's just, I mean, here's the thing. Bill Belichick is going to put people on the field who don't turn over the ball and who play, right? This guy did a pretty good job. He, he, got, he got one pick, but 17 for 21, you know, um, is pretty, pretty good for, for a buck 88. That's asking your quarterback to do just enough to win. And his defense pitched shutout ball, so that surprised me. And if they did that to Goff, um, I really don't like Jacoby Brissett, who's who's turned into more a very dynamic quarterback, but still not a winner. Yes. right. And yeah. he's and he's not going to win this one. I'm going New England. All right. Um, let's go pick number two. We have the San Francisco 49ers against the Atlanta Falcons. I go first on this one. San Francisco showed me something, man. They showed me that they still got that defense. They still got great defensive schemes, and even with or without with or without Bosa. They showed that they can limit a lot of teams to rush yards and also force them to make mistakes. So this is a good team that's committing turnovers. This is a good team that puts a lot of pressure on these third and sh third and long or third and moderate situations with these these again these sophisticated exotic blitzes, uh, all coming from the head coach to the to the def defensive coordinator. I'm going San Francisco on this one, and too bad from the Falcons because we're going to talk about them a little bit later. You know, I was kind of a jip last weekend, but. Um, yeah, I mean, they played great football last weekend. They did, and they've been playing good football. Uh, they play, they finished playing great football last weekend. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, the Falcons are not good enough to, especially without Kyle Pitts, um, they're not good enough to, to, to win in this league yet, um, unfortunately, um, especially against the, the type of talent they come against every single week. I mean, it's Tampa, it's uh, – and now it's going to be uh, the 49ers. I mean, it's literally – they have a tough schedule. So I think they're going to be great as a team eventually down the road. Desmond Ritter, you know, they got a couple pieces there, the Kyle Pitts, but now it's going to be the 49ers. No, I totally agree. So, yeah, so that's both of us for the 40, San Francisco 49ers. The next match mm -hmm. is the Arizona Cardinals visiting the Seahawks. You, you got Rob, you go for this one. You go first on. Yeah. You know, I like what Seattle's doing, um, with whatever they have. They just lost Richard Penny for the year. Um, that's uh, too bad. Dude. I think it is. Um, you know, I like that what the Cardinals are doing and just don't do it consistently enough. Um, uh, but I think they have enough to, to come out with this game. So I'm gonna go with the Cardinals over the, the Seahawks. Yeah. Seahawks is look, the 12th man has always been a tough place to score a bunch of points, but I don't think they need a bunch of points to win this game. Kyler Murray did what he had to do, right? 23 or 32 for 207 yards, two, two, you know, two dubs and, and, and an INT. Um, finding a way to to go to a receiver who's not his go-to guy, right? Like Hopkins in the beginning of the season seemed sorely missed because it seemed like last year he could just throw to Hopkins here or there and use that as a setup. But now he's got to spread the ball very much like the elite quarterbacks, and he showed he can do that. And he's proven he's he's turning into the – when I say elite, I mean some – 
top five or somewhere within the top five. He looks like he's trying to sniff that. And I think too bad for Geno Smith. I'm a big fan of his. You know, I'm, um, you know, my, my, my wife's family's from West Virginia. So we watch all their home games. And I used to watch Geno Smith light it up. And um, of course, what he was a jet for a little while too, right? And the giant. Mm -hmm. I think he like broke mm -hmm. Eli Manning's consecutive game streak no wonder that dude had to be fired <laughs> right <laughs> you're i mean right you 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 bench eli because you have a quarterback that you haven't seen right you don't do you don't do that for gino turn down for what turn down for yeah. what sorry cardinals on this one for me uh game yeah. four um we have the baltimore ravens against the g-men rob keep it mclean mclean's new york giants Hopefully your quarterback tries to stay, keep his jersey, McLean, like Rob. Keep it, McLean, McLean. I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going Ravens. I'm going Ravens because their defense, even though they haven't been consistent, so they've always been there, and we were just waiting for consistency. And now we're seeing a little bit better, a little up, uphill momentum on making consistent plays, consistent plays from the first quarter all the way to the last. Speaking of last, Whenever there's 16 seconds on a line, whenever they're at the 50-yard line, whenever they need a 60-yard or 65-yard field, 65-yard field goal, Justin Tucker is always there. That dude is so good, they should consider giving him quarterback money, dude. I mean, this man has been there to save their behind, and he could have been there to save their behind against Buffalo a couple of weeks ago if they didn't, you know, go for it on fourth down. I mean, that that was an easy. I mean, where he was, that was a chip shot field goal for Justin Tucker, but. Take all that and Lamar Jackson finishing touches, McMahon Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is hard to, to choose. I think Baltimore's been uh, as, as high as their highs have been. You know, they've had some pretty – I mean, they gave up 28 points to Miami at the end of a game to lose. Um, they did a fourth down at the end of the game to lose. Yeah. Um, as much as they as much as the Giants are doing things right, you know, I think that their coaching staff has been doing things in the wrong way. And I think a lot of it has to do with the distraction which is going on with the, the contract situation and the uncertainty of the future and all the things that are going on outside of the field that just makes those situations even more not pressure, but just pivotal. You know? This whole season means so much to Lamar. But yet it should just mean the same as any other season, you know, and that's why I think he's trying to do the best, but he's trying to just, this is just what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep doing what I normally do. I'm going to keep balling because that's all he has to do. He doesn't have to do anything extra, but what he has to do is not get injured. Um, and I think there's just that, you know, that, that, you know, that, the, oh my gosh, he might get injured on this play on, on every single play. You know, it's, it's tough to deal with. So, you know, he's playing free and loose. It feels like the team is almost not playing free and loose. And I just see like a disconnect there. Um, will that culminate to another loss? I don't know. But uh, the Giants have been pushing people to to test them, you know, to, to see what they're capable of. So I, I'm very interested. I think this would be a great game. Hopefully the defenses, both defenses will stay involved. I, I'm honestly going to pick the Giants just because I think they're oh! on a roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really do. <laughs> it's about the money. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, but I definitely can see the Ravens' defense um, knowing how to oh, – I'm sorry, their offense knowing how to dominate the Wink Martindale defense, which has been there for, what, over mm -hmm. a, half, a half a decade. You know, it's, do you go on the under on this one? Do you go on the under on this one? I, I'm not sure the line is, but I'm guessing the line's like 30 yet. I would definitely go under. I would definitely go on. I mean, nah, I would. I mean, it's I think the Ravens are going to put up points. I don't think the Giants defense is that good. And the way Giants defense is, is a rush heavy, blitz heavy defense, which is all that's going to do is flush Lamar out of the pocket. So that's not really what you want to do when nah, you play against Lamar. No, nah, you, you need so, to box them in. You need to box him in, make him throw, and, and get the big guys to get their hands on him. Okay. I know because little guys, he can just go away from. So, yeah, it's – I'm going to pick the Giants just purely because that's my team. I'm a fan. Um, and I really do believe they, they will win. You know, I haven't – I've been very skeptical about them for the last two years, you know, even the last three weeks. But, you know, last week kind of shows you what they're capable of. And, and if you see them having a route, when well, you see a team that's great, but you know, they got some holes. 
you know, yeah, this is where a solid team wins. You know, yeah, they do well. Truly, truly, they've had some holes. They've had some number one seed in 14, 14 and two seasons, hosted home games, and and had find a way to drop the ball against unlikely heroes. Yep. And and the Giants are playing like nothing but that. They're playing like heroes. So I give them, I, I I give them that. And good, we're split on this one. Um, game five, we have Kansas City hosting my team. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm putting on my rally cap, boy. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Uh, yeah. Look, I'm going to go first on this one because I'm wearing a hat on top of a hat like a total dork. But guess what? It's my team, and just like Rob was a prisoner of the moment <laughs> for all the same reasons, even though all the flags and the warning signs are there for me to be skeptical about this game, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. <clears throat> Look, against a very disciplined Steelers team, you know they could give up some points, but I didn't think Buffalo was going to stick it to them like that, right? Josh Allen, 420 yards passing, for, you know, four, four, four touchdowns and a pick. Um, spread the ball out. Everybody was happy. Gabe Davis, Stephon Dix. I, don't even, I didn't even know they had a guy named Khalil Shakir, and I'm a Buffalo Bills fan all right so here's the issue though if they don't find a way to get some kind of consistent running Kansas City knows who the ball is going to and they're a team that likes to pin their ears back and hit receivers and they have a way of hitting people on contact they have a way of hitting people clean but what but the way they take them down Watch the little bit of extracurricular that goes on. You know what I'm saying? Drive your helmet into his numbers. Keep the number, helmet in longer. Uh, Kansas City's got a little nasty that we saw in the, in the, uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles like in the 2000s. No big surprise. I guess Andy Reid's the coach there, right? But Steve Spagnolo, you know, a defensive coordinator who, in whom we're both familiar with, um, gives me worries. They, 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 they do that. They are a chippy team, and they, and they always put a little something extra on the end that makes you want to, like, hit them or, or, like, dude, I'm not catching that ball again. But with that being said, the Giants went through that in the playoffs. They went through that in the regular season, and they went through that in the, uh, 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 a year ago. So they're very familiar with this team, and I think they'll win. Yeah, you know, um, I'm just, I don't think this is what how the season's going to end. I think these games are really good precursors to tell you how the – uh, post uh, season games will go, um, and this will. I think the Bills should win this if I think what's going to happen in the postseason is going to happen. But um, from where they are right now, because Kansas City started off so slow, Buffalo started off so hot, and then dude, they've had the last over the last two weeks, they've just been you know so topsy turvy. They haven't been on it you know, late game, trying to win games at the end of the game and making bad decisions. And um, they just got to go back to what makes them good. You know, they got to take it simple, take it easy. And, you know, this isn't, is not how you should be feeling when you're going into a game against Kansas city. For me, Kansas city still trying to find their feet, but they're clicking, you know, their defense is clicking. Their offense is working. You know, it's not great on either, either side, but it's, it's going together. Right. Uh, for the Bills, it's kind of just like it's here, it's there. The defense looks fantastic, but the offense, man, sometimes just I don't even know why. I don't even know why. So yeah. for me, you got? I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be a Kansas City guy. Okay. Um, for this game, but 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 usually I'm on the Bills side, you know. So know. this is a tough one for me. This is a good game. I think both sides are a great team. So yeah, I'm and as a giant supporter, there's a part of me that hopes I'm wrong too, right? We just but we just we just picking people, right? Look, we last year. Last year was the only time I picked against the Bills, and it was against Kansas City, and Buffalo won that game. That was the, a, a, a huge marquee matchup that they had in the regular season impromptu of the playoffs, right? So, cool. We got one more. Let's go the Dallas Cowboys visiting the undefeated, the last undefeated team, NFC East matchup, the Philadelphia Eagles. Rob, I guess you got to go first on this. Who you got? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be easy for me because I think the Eagles are – best team in the league right now so um i think they're gonna win i think it's gonna be a good close game um but i think that you're they're finally gonna face a team that can stop the run consistently and not even consistently but they're based almost their defense off of stopping the run um that's not gonna they're not gonna run the ball down nobody's throw it against philadelphia um and then, yeah, Jalen Hurts, the be same thing with Lamar. The, the best thing you want against a pass-rushing team is a scrambling quarterback. 
and especially a scrambling quarterback that likes to keep the plays alive and beat people down the field, not yeah, just run. Right? Yeah. So I, dude, I'd love to that's... see the percentages on on his completion percentage outside the pocket. Sorry, finish right. your thought, but I, that was the caveat I wanted to interrupt. But no, no, that's it. I mean, uh, I just it's Eagles over Cowboys, and I think it's going to be a, a a blow up of of Dallas this weekend. You know, but we'll see what happens. I think it could be a good game. Could be a blowout. Yeah. You know? you know, one of the X factors in this game, as as we um, as we, I really, really hope they have this this game on national TV. Right, the Dallas Dallas Cowboys live in our our living room for Christ's sakes. No matter what, where you live, right, we're East Coast guys living on the on the West Coast, just trying to sneak in a Giants and Bills games for Christ's sakes. Got to go to a bar, drink some mimosas, and have some egg burritos just to watch our home team. Ooh, I'm complaining. No, I'm not. So anyway. X Factor, watch out for Miles Sanders, right? He had a really good weekend last week. He he, he ran th- 134 rushing yards, five yards a carry, scored twice, only on 27 rush attempts, right? So in addition to Jalen Hurts, you got you got someone who's dynamic. That's a good catching. I believe he's a, he's a he's a pretty good catching receiver. I didn't think he had a lot of activity this weekend. If I as I look at my stats, I don't think he had him. He only had two catches with 22 yards. But as far as all-purpose yards are concerned, that might be your man. That may be that might be the guy that decides the game. With that being said, I got to. Go with, the, go with the Cowboys. They're really, really good at making sure you don't run. They're really, really good at making sure you don't scramble. And this guy, Michael Parsons, man, number 11 in, on, on that team, but number one in the Dallas Cowboys' lives, is, is turning into, and this might sound like blasphemy as a Giants fan, but I see a lot of, I see a little, a little LT. I see a lot LT, not as nasty. I mean, not it's, even close. it's bad. Not even close. Yeah, it's a wrong thing to say because LT does everything he does, except LT's got a little nasty. A little nasty LT, in him. LT is still bigger than that kid. Yeah. At what? At what is he? Everyone 60? is. Well, he's bigger than he's Aaron bigger. Donald's bigger than him too, right? And, yeah. and, and look what happened. You know. Well, I'm just saying. I'm saying he's he's bigger than Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. and he probably ran just as fast. Yeah. That's why it's no comparison. Do you want to hear power something rusher, weird? Speed rush. Let me let me tell you something weirder. And, and I'd like to finish by this because uh, I mean I don't like picking the Cowboys if I could help it, but I'll finish by saying this. And you might find this interesting or or not. If Dak Prescott were playing his game, I would have picked the Eagles. Mm. Cooper Rush, who's the backup, who's I don't know. I, uh, um, don't I don't know when. The, no, 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 no. I, the honeymoon's end. I know that. But I'm saying, how long is this honeymoon supposed to last? I think it lasts another week with this guy, at least another. Yeah, week. If, if they were playing Washington Commanders. Or if they were playing the, 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 the New York Giants, I'm sorry, I'll blast the Giants. Like, they're not a great team. Yeah. You know, like, the reason why the Giants beat the Cowboys because they came back. It's not because they were beating them. Right. You know, it's like, let's be honest. So the Cowboys have to play a team mm-hmm. that, let's say, like, if you're beating teams that are didn't make the playoffs last year, right, or had under a 500 record last year, Mm-hmm. probably not the teams you want to put up and say hey you know we're four and one we're amazing now yeah. you know what i mean no, that's no, why no. i said i'm not picking the giants last week mm-hmm. until they proved to me they beat the packers now i picked the giants because i'm a giant fan but if you're yeah. picking for money of course you're not picking the giants or the giants over the packers right. it's crazy mm-hmm. you know um i think it's just it's just at the end of the day Dak prescott wasn't being utilized is what we're talking about wasn't being utilized correctly because people are trying to put the ball in his hands to win because they right. they gave him the money mm. now if it's if you're talking about they would win because they've changed the schematic of the offense to match what cooper rush could do better then i would agree right but if you're saying that because cooper rush is playing so well that they would win this game as opposed to Dak going in and playing his best not a chance not a right. chance. I like I. I, well, I expect, no, that's a great point. And actually, you know what? That's a mic drop. I think I'm. A, I'm gonna leave it at that. You got the Eagles for all of those reasons, and I, and I got I got the Cowboys in a low scoring affair. Because I think if it's a shootout, 
fly eagles fly <laughs> you know what i mean but i, I think it's going to be a grind and i think it's going to be it's going to be one in the trenches you know and i have no idea what the weather's going to be like in philly well but philly philly that's deep water where they where they love to swim and other people drown so you have a very good very very good argument but but my gut not my heart because i have no heart for that team we both know that it's not between them and the browns are probably two te- not two teams i despise more but um remember when they played each other and you said that i, I cracked up for like a half hour straight you're like probably not two teams I hate more than these two <laughs> but I gotta pick one uh so all right so you got Eagles fly Eagles fly and I'm and I'm saying for one weekend how about them Cowboys <laughs> all right so we got topic number four coming up ladies and gentlemen so we can uh, drink and spit after picking that game I bring you my favorite category to shame or not to shame shame Shame. 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 As we set up our scoreboard, Rob McLean, here we go. There it is. Rob McLean, to shame or not to shame? Let's talk about Grady Jarrett. Let's talk about Tom Brady. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Bucks game against the Atlanta Falcons. Coming back from 17, made it 17-15 because they, they listened to the analytics, right? Uh, and decided to go for it on two, which I thought was crazy. I'm like, you're going for it on two. You, 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 you just, if you miss this, that's the game. And I was like, don't listen to no analytics people, right? Um, no. So all the momentum, wind at their back like Superman in the lowest lane. Garrett, Grady, sorry, Grady Jarrett gets a sack on third down to force fourth down. A flag comes in. Roughing the passer is called on Garrett, um, again, Jarrett, Grady Jarrett on Tom Brady. Now you saw what it looked like. You saw replays all weekend. They were, they were on sports debate shows. Shame or no shame on the call, Rob? The floor is yours. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely shame. And, and this is why I say this, because at the end of the day, referees are people right there's the rule book you know there's the eye test but at the end of the day you come out and you make a ruling now if if, if people are questioning this ruling what are you going to tell them what happened what exactly went down for a penalty to occur because stuff happens all the time we might not have rules to explain everything right and usually when that happens it's kind of like hey whatever happened on the field happened on the field but when you have a referee step into the game to change the game, whether it's to protect the player or not, the game has to play out the same, you know, and, and that's where it becomes fair or unfair, or it's not even about fair. It's about uh, even playing field where what can I, how can I tell my team to prevent this happening again? Right. How can I, how can I coach my team in the future to prevent this from happening? Because you look at that video and there's nothing that you would tell the player to not do again. There's no extra movement. There's no uh, slamming his head to the back of the I mean, did did the guy who, who who took Tua out, did he even get a penalty on that play? Because in my eyes, that was a vicious tackle. Like mm-hmm. you slammed him back to the ground, his head bounced to the ground. Like I saw that full live action and I was like, I I that hurt me. Dude, you know, but the Pittsburgh game, a, that the Pittsburgh quarterback took worse hits than that. He even took a hit mm-hmm. that was low that almost started a brawl, like a scuffle between Pittsburgh and Buffalo. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. So so yeah, my turn, so. but this is definitely gonna spill over because I got a little artwork on, on what the sack looked like in this and that and, and the referee's explanation. But in the meantime, my turn. So Rob, keep it McLean McLean. You brought up something very, very, very good, very different. Like you get called for rough in the past. You go to the coach, the coach, you ask the coach, how am I supposed to go about that? The next time the coach is like, dude, I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. And the thing that pisses me off, that's just absolutely disgusting me. Everyone's thinking, oh, the what happened to Tua came into his referee's level of thinking. No, that didn't come to his le- level of thinking because Tom Brady was getting calls like that long before this, this concussion thing even blew up. I saw a Ravens game with Ray Lewis where one, one of Ray Lewis's guys uh, got tripped and died for Tom's legs and missed, missed Tom's legs. And, and Tom got a flag for it. 
Tom got uh, told the referee throw the flag for it. And you got Ray Lewis saying, these young men, they're out there just playing hard, and then you make a call like that. You know, and and that's what I get. I ain't think to it at all. I'm thinking these guys are playing hard. They're busting their behind, and you make a call like that. Now, we understand referees make some mistakes as my horn goes off because I'm not. we're not even close to being done. But let me tell you something. This is, let me show you the artwork for a minute this is what the ref this is what the referee said which made me crack up dude watch this let's put this out on the screen for people to, to, to read all right this is jerome boger right what i had was a defender grab the quarterback while he was still in the pocket and unnecessarily throwing him to the ground that is what i based my decision on all right that's first now i want you to take a look at this this is a, a freeze frame right did he cut him low no did he hit him high in the head no did he put his helmet in the quarterback's numbers which i think is still legal last time i checked no it is a wraparound brady if you look at his front foot his front left foot he's still trying to stay on his feet if you let brady go his knees almost the ground if you leave brady go we have no idea to know brady stays up and throws that ball he had to take him down and this whole notion rob rob mclean that you're getting called for roughing the passer because you took a football player and threw him to the ground. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Are we done? I guess. <laughs> are we done with this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think, you know, they got it wrong. They got to come out and say they got it wrong. What's wrong and with that? What's I wrong think... with just saying that too? Just say, I'm sorry. Just say I'm yeah, sorry. Because they're trying to protect their shield. And mm -hmm. this goes back to they didn't take concussions seriously. So now on live television, when everybody understands what it is when somebody loses their balance and can't stand straight and you allow them to play again, mm -hmm. you know, that's where becoming a more educated fan base, yep. you know, and we're not going to stand for that. You know, it's just it's it becomes gladiatorial at that at that point you know and i don't think that's that's what that's not the product that they're they're pushing to the family every single day you yeah. know on the on the monday night on the thursday night on the sunday night that is going to oh, be Pee -wee football yeah advertising Pee -wee football yeah yeah well it's not going to be a bloodbath and it's not going to be jerseys ripped off and helmets hitting other people in the face and like you know it's not going to be wild stuff it's going to be a professional football game you know what i mean so when you have that and, and you you know these it's just ridiculous these that's where, that but that's where in. the media is it's, being it's a role but it's rob role. rob that's what i think the media is being disingenuous so it leads, leads me to my last question and we'll move on to quick question if the tua thing didn't happen does tom brady get that call um I think he I does. So. <laughs> I believe so. Because you have so, to understand. Can you appreciate he, their dishonesty, also, their disingenuousness? <laughs> the only reason we even have an issue now with roughing the passer is because of Tom Brady. He when the he whole season. tore his ACL yep. in the first game of the season because somebody went low while he was standing in the pocket. And now that that one rule has just unraveled a whole litany of passer uh roughing the passer penalties because now it's what necessarily is going low is it making a move to go there is it just falling under their feet what happens if i accidentally right. knock into their legs but they fall down is that roughing the passer what if i hit them at their waist but their our legs get tangled and he hurts his legs is that going low yeah it's just dude that's I wanna... what i'm saying it can't be that i want to do it has to be <laughs> sorry detail Oh, no, it's just the same thing as the catch, like we were saying earlier. It has to be a detailed black and white explanation or else you just have to let things play out. And that's the real issue is that why don't we just have no roughing the passer, right? Again, the egregious ones, you know, the one where Tua got pushed back five seconds after he threw, you know, where he gets whipped over and slammed into the ground, you know, the actual yeah. rule. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, if a quarterback is going to get hit in the pocket, it's gonna he has a possibility of getting hurt. He a quarterback, and um, uh, you know, away from Lamar Jackson is not necessarily the most fast, agile, 
most flexible, strongest person on the field. So when you're going against the fastest, the strongest, the most agile, the biggest person on the field, and you're not that guy, you might get hurt. Agreed. And that's the risk you put on the field. And that's also why you're four times pay, four times more paid than any other person on that field. Right. So it's like, it's not just in a bottle. And that's the way I feel like the Tom Brady goes about things again, good for Tom Brady, bad for everybody else. Right. Bad for the product, bad for the other quarterbacks. Cause now you got a, a target on your back and it's only good for Tom because he knows why so he, he wants that. He doesn't want to get injured, but then again, people are going to come after your guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, well, it's not, I'm not mad at him as much as I am as, as I am the league, right? Mar Tom might be the victim of something I call um, the um, prom queen fallacy. The, you know what the prom queen fallacy is? The prom queen fallacy is when you get elected prom king because the voters decided that. Someone else felt it should have been someone else. So as a result, everyone instead of getting mad at the voters, everyone gets mad at you. So to, 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 um, to sum it up in one sentence, they're hating the player instead of the game. So Tom, yeah, he does get a lot of it because you don't hear him, hear, you don't hear him complain about it as much as you hear him complain against it when, it, you know, when he doesn't get the call. So, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sympathizing with Tom that much, but, but I think people need to, need to understand, like, he was the recipient of that call. I, I don't know if he, he threw the flag himself. <laughs> so, yeah. Honestly? Uh -huh. I really just believe that Tom Brady, and this is the reason why I think that the Flategate went as big as it did, yep. is that Tom Brady has, is one of those players like LeBron James that can transcend the sport and people have to keep him in place. Yes, you got to keep him I think upright. It happened with, <laughs> I think it happened with Robert Kraft, and this is why all that stuff went down with the Patriots. I think it happened with, um, with the league. Um, and Tom going to the league yep. and making that a rule yep. and saying and advocating strongly for that rule where you have maybe other people who would have done that and wouldn't have gotten that privilege. Right. Right. Understand. And it has nothing to do about race. It has everything to do about status. Yep. He is one of the guys in the league, the guy, the guy. He is that guy. You know? He is that guy. And so, he, is the, he is the goat. Whether I like as New Yorkers, whether we like it or not. Well, right? well now he is. But I'm saying when yeah. he was becoming the goat is yeah. when he was talking about that he has full star power. You know, Belichick Brady can't beat them. Yeah. Beating, you know, Peyton Manning every year to get to playoffs, winning Super Bowls after Super Bowls. That guy was talking about From now it's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's washed up four year old Tom, you know, yeah. this and that. He's just crying. You know, that's the guy screaming in your face, screaming in the ref's face about you yeah, can't it's true. you can't do this crap. That's that's honestly that's Mike Evans. I mean, people. Mike Evans got suspended because of him. He instigated that fight, dude. He instigated that fight, you know? And, I mean, Mike and we can go all the way back from the tuck problem. rule. Remember the tuck rule before Brady was Brady? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, jeez. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's move on because dude we can we can do brady hate all we want and it, and it comes from a righteous place you know but of you course, as a but you as a giants fan come on why do you care what do you care about brady when you get when you got your two rings putting a whooping on him yeah, we got him on yes. them straight hand and That's tuck right. style <laughs> all right so we go uh to topic five ladies and gentlemen i bring you a quick question Dude, I'm feeling that. I like that one. I don't have to sing it anymore. So, Rob, <laughs> we're getting through quick question really, really fast. Very, very limited this weekend. Mm. Quick question. Do the Steelers stay with uh, Pickett? Uh, yes. I Emphatic yes on my part. Like, you you got to see what you got. I agree. Um, Phillies um, at the Braves. Who you got? Uh, for this first game or for the series? Series. For the whole series. Yes. Oh. This uh, might be over by the time we do sports debate Tuesday next Tuesday, Bobby. True, true. <laughs> got the uh, Yankees, we got the Yankees the playing right now on our pre recording. <laughs> right. Um the Braves. Yeah, the Braves. I'll go at Hotlanta. Me too. Mariners at Astros series. Uh, I'ma go first. I'm gonna go home team. I'm gonna go Astros. Uh yeah, Guardians. Astros. Had to look up who the hell they were. The Guardians Cleveland. at the Yankees. 
Yeah, the Yanks, man, the Yanks. Yeah. There will be no believe land with the Guardians, okay? And you know what? Them being called the Guardians instead of the the Indians actually facing the Yankees takes away from the fanfare. Anyone who's ever seen Major League is like, shame on them. Um, Padres at Dodgers. This is a this gonna be a great uh, series, Dodgers, but I'm going. But I think it's gonna be a great series. Dude. I mean, if you're gonna put money on it, it'd be the Dodgers. But if, if, if I'm picking my favorites, yeah. I pick the Mariners over the Astros, and I pick yeah. the Padres over the Dodgers for real. I gotta tell you, I'm a lifelong Yankee fan, and that's the game I'm the most excited to watch. I, I really am. That. Isn't that crazy? You know, I guess we're, yeah. you know, and let me tell you Honestly, something. I, Dodgers I think, fans are that. so cool, dude. Dodgers fans, if you ever, I went to a Yankee Dodgers game. They is they are so cool, man. Sorry, go ahead. My bad. No, I was going to say, honestly, I think the, the Mariners-Seattle-Houston series is going to be the best series. I right. think that thing is going to be popping. Who's the most di disappointing NFL team uh, in this year to you? I mean, I'd say the Raiders, but they're looking nice right now. <laughs> <laughs> I go Lions. I mean, I had such high hopes for them, and I, and I shouldn't have. I should know better. Some, some franchises are just snake bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Quick question. Do the Cowboys stay with Cooper Rush after Prescott gets better? No. No. I'll, maybe for a week mm -hmm. to give Dak more time, but then technically he wouldn't be ready to go. You know, they're giving him more time to rest. When Dak's ready, he's coming back. Right. And recently. But again, like I said, they're not going to be as successful because they run a different offense. But agreed. continue. Agreed. I agree. I honestly think if he's on a six game winning streak, by the time Prescott goes back, you got to ride it. That's something Belichick would do. But clearly, those are two different coaches, right? McCarthy and Belichick are two different animals, um, right? He didn't care that Bledsoe was his starter. That man was trying to win. So Matt Rule got fired in recent news. Carolina Panthers. Yep. Um, uh, no big surprise as far, far as the win. So thumbs up on the timing. Sooner than later? Better sooner than later? Yeah, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, man, that's early in the season. But, yeah, I think it was right. If you know right away, it's not they, checked they out. They weren't right. going anywhere correct. Good riddance, right? He's 11-27 and 27 with the Carolina Panthers. That's not – I mean, that's not something to, to, to go rush and buy boxes for. put it on for. a plaque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so packers against giants and um the packers they're in the red zone do they run it in or was passing the right move they went for it on four downs uh, everyone's everyone's that, questioning the coach now and i hate it but go ahead right i, I don't know it's hard to say you know it, it really just depends on how the game felt i think you don't take the ball out of aaron's hands right uh, but i also think you know running it's a pretty simple way of putting the ball in the end zone. So no doubt. Yeah, toss up for me. Yeah, so for me, I go. Um, I I say run because I thought Jones and some people had some good momentum, but I will I will say this about Aaron Rodgers the same way I say about a lot of politicians. You when you put it in his hands and he and he's amazing and he and he makes all these moves, he's a hero, unless he fails. And when he does, it's someone else's fault. <laughs> You're always, whenever that man fails, every time that guy fails, the, the, the media, the Monday morning quarterbacks always question the coach's decision. And now the coach who listened, probably listened to the media, but maybe didn't do this because of the media, right? Said, okay, it's in your hands. You're the greatest, you're, you're the, the multiple time MVP last year's MVP. It's in your hands. We're in the red zone, win or lose this game. That shouldn't be on him. They should. They should. They should shut the f up about this coach right now, okay? Because that's what they said he should have done in previous games. Well, if the coach is being, you know, swayed by media opinion, he's probably not the coach for the job in the first place. Um, I don't think he is. I, I think he's his own man. Mm -hmm. I I think that Matt Lafleur is. Uh, with a name he's like a really LaFleur, good... you got to be home, man. Sorry. That's what I mean. No, I think he's a really good coach. Uh, I think that he's been stuck in a really unfortunate position, and I think you can understand how good a coach he is because not only has he had to deal with Aaron Rodgers, but he's drafted the players that he has drafted, and not only have they panned out times 10 in a positive direction. When everyone but... doubted him. When everybody downed him for two straight seasons, right? And everybody now, oh, the Packers don't have an offense. Oh, the Packers don't have – oh, well, you know, Christian Washington's not bad. You just got to get him the ball a certain way. Oh, this guy's not bad. You just got to get him the ball a certain way. That's why you pay 
a guy $26 million a year to go throw the ball to other guys yeah. so that you don't have to pay Devontae Adams a five-year, $100 million contract. You know, so he's having a great time at, uh, with the Raiders tonight. Tonight, as we speak, as we as we're pre-recording, Rob. Go ahead. What What I think we're really seeing is Aaron Rodgers realizing how much he had it when he had Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, like he had everyone. Uh, Jordy Nelson. I mean, dude, he had everything at his disposal, and I honestly believe he. Took it. He, he took advantage of it, and he didn't take he didn't take the moment for what it was. Yeah. And those big losses against the Giants in the playoffs when they were, you know, fourteen and two or twelve and four. I mean, you look back now. You look you look at the team now, and he might be making more money, but I think he's further away from a championship than he's ever been. Right. And the defense looks fantastic. You know, he's he's actually close and far away. I think it's good enough for him to take first. And I think it's good enough for him to get in, in, in NFC Championship game situations or the game before that. And like you said, he, he's so far away from the championship, but he they don't see it because he's so, he's been so close. Like yeah. in NFC Championship games the last five years, how many times do you think Green Bay has been one of those two teams? Probably like three. Like if we two, had to look. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the end of quick question. So much for quick question, but <laughs> but before we go, last week we had the gift that keeps on giving Antonio Brown, but I guess he decided he wasn't getting enough tension, so he decided to ramp up things two incidents at a time instead of one incident at a time. So guys, I just want to leave this picture up here. This is this is one of the things he did. He put up this up on Twitter, and it says, "Daddy doesn't live here anymore." A book about divorce where Tom's leaving, and the wife Giselle and the kids over there. But look in the window. Look in the window, Rob. Who's in the window? Who's that? Who's that look like? Let me let me go closer. Who's that look like? <laughs> so that's a little Twitter fun on his part, but I think uh, incredibly tasteless, incredibly classless. Not to mention he um, he actually is being sued for trying to rip off a music promoter for five hundred thousand dollars. So. Um, he obviously can't come back into the NFL, so this is the best way he gets his exposure, and and we are guilty of feeding him. I know you'd rather have me not do these things, and we, we can actually take a three-second moment of silence and not even talk about this as of before we go. <laughs> actually, is there anything you want to say about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> dude, the bathroom break thing was better last week with Metcalf. That, that thing, I couldn't stop laughing. I watched, dude, I watched this episode, this ep that episode, I watched that episode three times just, just, just for that. I was cracking up. So, Bobby McGee, before we get out of here, um, as we end this segment, is there anything you would like to say to our fans and the general population and all who support this show? Rob, go ahead. Yeah, you know, just stay happy and healthy, y'all. Rob says, stay happy, stay healthy. Rob might love you guys, okay? But me, I don't think I love any of y'all. In fact, I can't stand any of y'all. It's hot as hell in this room. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad or iPhone, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school. Old school. For my man, Rob. Keep it. McLean. McLean, this is episode 92 of Sports Debate Tuesday. I'm going to hit my music, and we are out of here. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.